0: story folks it's an unbelievable story the dynamic story of mr james brown who found music as a way to escape poverty james brown is number 2 of all time with hit records behind elvis presley he is number 1 in r&b with so many hits over 116 charted hits during his career and james brown has 96 top 100 hits aretha franklin 86 116 r&b hits aretha franklin 90 Are you getting this? you getting how big this guy is? Legend who makes his music breathe and sweat. James Brown, the hardest working man in show business, Mr. Dynamite. The minister of the new super heavy funk, the godfather of soul, Mr. James Brown. I've been to a lot of shows in about three different countries. You blew me away. (laughs) <laughs> now, Thank the, you. the next best, the, Thank the, God. the one we saw that was, we thought was at the top was the Blind Boys of Alabama. And oh Claren-
1: I love them. Clarence, I had Clarence on the show Clefson? a
0: year and a half ago.
1: He's a great person. Why is he good? I used to sing all those songs, they sang Our Father oh, I used to do all that stuff.
0: I'd like to start off with a quote that I, I found uh, in The Godfather Soul, of course published in 86. When I'm on stage I'm trying to do one thing, bring people joy just like church does. People don't go to church to find trouble They go there to lose it. That's right. Uh, According to that definition, we just did church tonight. I was looking around at the crowd. God bless. And you put a whack of smiles on people's faces. Well, thank you very much. It was
1: amazing. Thank you so much. As a matter matter of fact, I I saw more smiles
0: on people's faces tonight than I've seen at church.
1: Well, that was because uh, uh, the devil might enter the building, but God runs them out. You know? Yeah. The devil may enter the building, but
0: God runs them out. Can you tell me about your spiritual journey. That's the, one of the reasons that we're, we're chatting with you today. We wanted to find out maybe where you've gone in your spiritual journey.
1: When did the God stuff start happening? It was happening all the time. You just, the same thing with you and everyone. You just fail to recognize it. Um, I got really into it, I guess, when I got to be about 62. Uh, but I was always there. I always liked gospel. I always used to sing gospel. And you, you mentioned the Blind Boys of Alabama. I I I, sung, I mean, I, I was around them. I loved them. I emulated them, Clarence Fountain, as well as I did the prior Blind Boys of Mississippi. Uh, Brown Lee, he, he died earlier uh, uh, in his life from ulcers. But uh, Clarence Fountain uh, was one of my better friends. And I tell you, Mr. Fountain got all kind of Love and affection in his voice. He sure does. Yes. Well, what happened at 62? 62, I, 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 no no specific thing, but I was in the area that I started watching a lot of things and looking back on my past and realizing where I came from. I was always very humble when it comes to expressing my career and letting people know how much I loved them, how much I appreciated them. Mm. Uh, I want as, as much spiritual going as I'd like to, but... Uh, I was always be, was very humble. Mm. I uh, played the a minister in the Blues Brothers yeah. uh, over 20 years ago. Uh, then I came back later and played Blue Bru- Blues Brothers
0: 2000.
1: Mm. Uh, I cut a gospel album with Reverend Al Sharpton, we didn't get it released. Because they wanted Reverend Sharpton to do more uh, uh, so, uh, work in the street with the people that uh, needed hope and he represented hope. Mm. We'll talk with Reverend Sharpton today. I used to carry him on the road with me, let people know we didn't come for nothing, but to bring happiness, love, and respect, and, uh, we not just demanded, we gave it for us. Mm. Reverend Sharpton
0: was at the, uh, statue unveiling ceremony.
1: Unveiling, yes, yes.
0: And he said a lot of kind words about you. Would you say that he would be your pastor?
1: No, he's, uh, my friend, and, uh, he said that I'm his mentor, uh, My pastor is is, uh, another younger fellow. Well, no, no, not a younger fellow. My pastor, uh, Reverend Bush, I was baptized in St. Peter's Baptist Church. Mm. And uh, my deceased wife was baptized there as well, Mm. Uh, Adrian Lewis Fisher, uh, before she became brown.
0: Adrian passed, I think, in 96, was it? Yeah, doing
1: an operation uh, for cosmetic and um, I have uh, a wife that today is suffering a little bit from cosmetic stuff because you got to keep up your show business. Yeah. But the thing about it is, um, the pain is so excruciating, and that makes it rough. That makes it rough.
0: The pain of the surgery, going yeah. through all. Yeah.
1: I have implants. That was the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. It took me about sixteen years to get it where I could handle it. <laughs> also had my toenails cut off. That was very, very bad. I had to wear flip-flops. Gee. I've had some bad situations. Yeah. Then I was very sick with ulcers. And then about uh, almost a year ago, Mr. Bobby, when I got the... Um, the prostate uh, surgery. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'll get to that later. Okay. okay. I had a problem sweating, in my stomach. I was uh, a lot bigger than you. And um, I would weigh 207 pounds when I got on stage, you know. So uh, it was killing me, and, and I just had—I uh, think worms in my body and everything. Gee. They cleaned me out, cleaned my colon and everything, and I lost um, about four to five pounds. Well, you look—you look tremendous. You do really now? Do. I do because uh, I found out what was wrong. I was laying back in my bed at home, my wife and I, and we, we saw um, me walk on the stage in Japan, and I didn't know no, I looked that way. I said, "My God." You know, I'm a lot larger than this man in the stomach, you know. And uh, after I got this, got this uh, Kelana, I went down. Then Mr. Bobbitt, my very good friend, like my brother, we've been friends for forty years. Uh, we've been together uh, in mind and soul most of those forty years. Uh, he done a lot of work trying to help a lot of different people, like Michael and, and Michael, little kid, because I start, kind of started Michael. Mr. Bobbitt tried to help him. Michael We're talking Jackson. about Michael Jackson, okay. Oh, he was a fine. Kid. He just got that problem with that uh, painkiller situation. Yeah, yeah. Whatever he did, he's not, he's not guilty of it. No. Same thing with my wife today, you know. Those bad pills, excruciating pain, but I was able to get through that. But I had my bouts. I was running up and down the road, flying and doing crazy things from those uh, Percodan pills trying to kill that implant
0: situation. Right,
1: right. Then I had some work done under here the last four years. So, I, God, you know, like you say, I've been born again. God made me born again. Yeah. They brought me back. Born again by the Spirit. And then, man, uh, through God's uh, uh, forgiveness and mercy on me, then here's you know, the way I look today, you know. Yeah. At 72, I look like I did when I was 37. Well,
0: you know, I, you do. You look fantastic. And I, that's not a suck-up comment. No, you it's look weirdo. great.
1: And I'm not bragging on me. I just look in <laughs> amazement. I mean, I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on God.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't do nothing. Good point.
1: That's right. Well, from the humble
0: beginnings, uh, if I say 944 Twig Street, Augusta, if I understand things right, you had the bush out back, you got the railway yards all around you. That's right. You got the river over the back way again on the other side. What memories do you have of... uh, Well,
1: it was a canal. It was a canal. A canal. We ate fish out of the canal, (laughs) and the canal was used for for, um, the restrooms. Mm. All right? And also, it was a gas pipe close. They had gas plus they, they ate their feet. You know the, the fish. No, they eat the feces. Wait, the fish. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fish eat the feces. Wait, the fish. That's a whole line right there. Well, look, uh, it was real rough. You know, I, I went through a rough time. The police. I was out late one night trying to make some money. Me and uh, my good friend, who was passing, I would a Glenn. And uh, Cornell was about. I said about. Four feet deep. I saw the police coming. I run down and jumped on the canal. And I seen this picture almost like the Defiant ones Because I was before he was. They must have knew about me. A cane. Breathe through the cane. The man said, know I saw him. I'm hearing him talk. But he couldn't see me. I'm under the water. I'd rather be wet than in jail. For the lead, I was not stealing anything, thing or doing anything wrong yeah. or fighting. But
0: but so you mean I was a curfew. But you got busted back as a young lad.
1: Oh, s- yeah, yeah. 16.
0: Uh yes. you, you went to, why did you go to the Alta Reform School? You were there for three years? I didn't have a choice.
1: Right. But see, like my, I was such a good student. Uh so ambitious, so talented. I was boxer, traveled by the fame, BoJack, my trainer. Uh but he was not my The funny thing about it, he was my trainer, but later on he wasn't my idol. I like Kid Gavilan, because I liked the bolo. And I was left-handed. Then I had a chance to play baseball, which I thought I'd been a professional with that. I was a pitcher as well as a first baseman. And doing the splits and all that stuff on, on the base, like Jackie Robinson, the one who brought uh, blacks in America in, for, in baseball, yeah. him and Branch Rickey. Uh, I also uh, played football super good. Got my leg broke twice. Singing was something I didn't think about. But when I started singing and the girls started screaming, She's over there. The girl start screaming. That was it. Yeah. And um, then I found out I was the only way of life. I, I was buck dancing for the soldiers, the cavalry, in 1939 and paying the rent. 18 right. people in the house and couldn't get $5. No. <laughs> and I buck danced, got you to $9 in about 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. You'd make twice as much money as you did shining shoes or oh, you know, yes. whatever, right? Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But when you're hustling, you can't, that's know. I, I go back every year today, Mr. Bobbin and I, but let me introduce him. Charles Bobbin, he's not only just my manager, like I say, he's my brother. <clears throat> he's from North Carolina, I'm from South Carolina, and we're both in Georgia together for a while, then I'm back to South Carolina, and he'll probably go back to North Carolina pretty soon. He'll be itching for that old clay to get on his, in his toes and feet, because he had a lot, a lot of remembrance. He's worldwide and everything, and uh, he's got a great reputation. He's a religious man like myself. Uh, we don't care what the what the, uh, uh, the testimonies you got uh, uh uh feeling your faith is whether it's Baptist, Methodist, Islam, uh, Judaism, we don't care what it is. That's your old God, and you, if that makes you a good person, that's what it is. Do it. I got my God, you got your God, someone else got, but we all got the same God. Hmm. He just comes with a different name. He might be Allah, he might be, he might be come from Buddhist people, but it's your God.
0: In the in the award ceremonies that we see on TV all the time, everybody's thanking God. I want to thank God for this. I want to thank God for that. And and even at yet your statue dedication, you thank God six or seven times in a row. I watched that's, it. Six so seven beautiful. I love it. Uh, do you do you feel that God handpicked you to do what you're doing? Because a quote here says, "They call me the Godfather of Soul. It's God's business that nobody can fill my shoes." Well,
1: God, I nobody can fill my shoes because God won't let him. I mean. My manager told me, uh, before Mr. Bobbitt, much older than myself, uh, Mr. Ben Bart uh, from Jewish Faith, he gave me my second shot. My first shot was from a man named Mr. uh, Brantley, and before that, it was another further. I was more local then. But when I stepped into the professional field, it was Mr. Clint Brantley, then Mr. Ben Bart. And you know I give that respect, Mr. These people took me like a son. I'm not going to call them by the name. Everybody else did that. We don't do that. Uh, and then now we deal with last names all the time, you know. Uh, but I thank God, I thank God, I thank God. I keep saying it because <laughs> with all the things that happened to me, and then a seventh grade education, and my mother stopped in fourth grade, and my dad stopped in second grade, who who could deliver you but God? Nothing but God. And as, like I said, at 62, I started thinking, putting this together, that together. Now escapes, people having wrecks, getting killed. We come right along with them, no problem. Same thing, the tide blew out, everything happened. And you just look, how did I do it? But my soul looked back and wondered how I got over. I got over because he carried me over. I didn't walk over myself. It's like footprints in the sand. You know? Yeah. But I want to tell you a little story. There was a fellow was out in the middle of the ocean. And he said, you know, it's, it's a little raft he had flipped over. He said I ain't worried. He said to himself, he said, Father, you told me, said, if I call you and I call you in need, that you'll come, that you'll never leave me. So about five minutes later, a man came by with a canoe. He said, would you like to get, get a ride? He said, no, I, I'm waiting on the Lord. So about, we went on, rolled himself on the way. By that time, a fellow came by the he, he Say, hey, old chap, you know, can I help you? He said, no, I'm waiting for the Lord. He said, well, you can get in here and wait for him. He said, no, I'm waiting for the Lord. He went on. Then finally uh, an emergency helicopter came by. And the emergency helicopter stopped. And waiting him, trying to drop the rope down. You know, then ladder for him to come up. He said, come on, we'll save you. He said, no, I'm waiting for the Lord. Then he left. So then the fellow said, Father, you said, um, if I'd ever need you and call you and put you first in faith and believe that you'll... Save me. say so you would, and I haven't seen you yet. He said, You haven't? He said, I sent a canoe? Did not send a yacht for you? And a helicopter? He said, What you want me to do? <laughs> so that's the same thing, Thanks, like, like footprints in the sand, yeah, you know. He yeah. you said, You wouldn't leave me and, and I walked back and looked back, I do see one set of footprints. He said, Yeah. Those, you gave out a long time ago. those are my programs. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So that's where I'm coming from.
1: Well, when I, I was
0: living in Australia for five years. God bless you. And I was pastoring in a church there. And uh, when I came back to Canada, some people who knew me as a younger fella, when they found out I was a pastor, they just about flipped a lid. They couldn't believe it.
1: I can't believe it either. <laughs> yeah. God bless you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Me of, you know, your, your face... You got the same resemblance as um, Tom Selleck. Well, okay, well, thank you. You know, not quite as much hair. No, yeah. <laughs> as Tom Selleck and yeah, James I'm, Brown, I'm, but. I'm hurting there. <laughs> but I love you, God bless you.
0: But what I, what I want to get to is when these people that had a hard time, because they, they, they knew my past, and they said, gee, you, there's no way you can be a pastor. I wonder if, if you've heard that from maybe the Christian people, the church people. They say, you know, because we've heard all about your past in the news. The press has done a good job about letting us know about all the trouble you've been in. What do you say to someone who says, James Brown, come on, he can't be a, a follower of Christ. He can't be a Christian. Well,
1: what, how do you answer that? Well, uh, I start looking back. First, I got two biblical names. My dad, I named Joe, Joseph. So is Jesus' uh, stepfather. His brother's name named James. My name is James Joseph Brown. Uh, that's just a coincidence. I guess there are a lot of people with biblical names, you know. Mm. But um, there are a lot of coincidences. And Mr. Bobbitt is like five years three years older than me. And we just put things together. I I will tell them about what happened to me when, he, uh, when I was a little boy in the woods. Something stopped right in front of me and spun around. Never to show real resemblance to anything. And it uh, made me go back. The same way I went. And the first thing, I went back and looked down in the ditch, and there was a snake at that time called a spread out. You don't see that stuff now. There's little small snakes, and it spreads wide like that. And I jumped right over and went on back. But ever since that time, I've been very fortunate. That sounds like a pretty supernatural thing that happened. And then I was born dead. It didn't tell you that. Wow. Midwives delivered me. They threw me aside 30 minutes. We can't bring him back. now I sound like a, a hollow log. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, almost like a an log, And then um, they say he's not gonna make it. You know, so I talked on my mom. So my great aunt that raised me, picked me up and said, spanked me. <gasps> Spank me. And all of a sudden I said, Well I think I said please, please <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh yeah. I have a real story. It's seventy two years old look like I lived five lifetimes. Yeah. Well,
0: seventy two years old in the, in these seventy two years. Of course seventy two young now. It is? Yeah, It that's is what it is now. In these seventy two years, what would you say would be the hardest hit you've
1: taken? The thing that, that just hurt you the most? When I lost my dad. Anything else I can deal with, man stuff. But when I lost my dad I couldn't bring him back. When was that? Eight by eighty seven. That was about somewhere now. Yeah, yeah. I Those love. kind of things we don't like to remember. If I asked him when he lost his mother <laughs> dad, he got, you dad, know, no. we, we, we live past it and thank God. You, know, you, all, you don't on. reiterate it too much.
0: No, move but, on. Yeah. My mom died the same night my son was born. That was a heavy night, man. That was just...
1: Well, he took one life and been brought another one here. It was a heavy he night. Gave, he gave it right back to you. But well, you definitely had to have a spirit. Yep. Um, I'm very religious. I've been. We talk religious and spiritual all the time. We don't clarify the faith. Because faith ain't but one faith,
0: God. Do you get a chance to go to church, Mr. Brown, very much at all? Because you'd be on the road a lot and weekends. and.
1: Uh, I, not as much as I've been. We're made like on the road to church, but I'm, I'm a member of St. Peter Baptist Church.
0: St. Peter, in Augusta?
1: Yeah, in, in South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Bondwood, South Carolina. Well, Wilson, South Carolina.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, bondwell County. I went to went to uh, Tunisia, an Arabic country. Spiritualism... They don't care what your faith is. You can tell if you're right. Pharaoh told me, "Say, Mr. Brown, said, yeah? He saw me looking, looking around. You knew I was, was religious. You could tell it. You tell it, cause we because uh, we, we observe. God t- got you doing a mission. You observe us. Uh, people be talking. Yes, I'm sir. sure you know, you, you're yeah. well there. He said, uh, you want to give me uh, four Arabian horses, which I like? But when you tell me how, how vicious it was, I left them down. Because I saw one bite a chunk out of another so they said, um, it was very vicious horse. Yes, sir. If they bit another horse, I know they'll bite me. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever take, take, but the finest horse in the world, almost. He said, uh, Mr. Brown said, you could be the richest man, one of the richest men in the world going back to America, if you would change your religion. I love all the people, I love the religion, I respect it all. Because that's their God, their heart, where they came from, what they believe in. If it was Judas, it would be the same thing. If it was wholeness, uh, whatever. Buddhism, it don't make a difference. I don't go against people God. I, that's their thing. I have nothing to say because God comes in many different ways. But I said, sir, I appreciate the, the uh, uh, love and affection that you've shown me. I said, but one thing I'd like to say. See what is that? I said, my God brought me over here and gave me a round-trip ticket. He shook my hand. We we'll hold each other. I said, I'm going back with him. I can't sell my spirit for no amount of money if it was uh, Judaism. I, wrote, I wore mezuzah uh, for a while, uh, Jewish, but inside of mezuzah there was nothing but a Ten Commandment. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, But I didn't commit myself to no other faith. I don't care what I do, I believe God is there. I got a lot of people in the Bible I love that I, I, I like a lot. I like the patience of Job, but I also like the, the dynamics and the respect and the control that God had over Moses. Mm. And I, I believe if I had to be any, any prophet, I would rather be mm. Moses. Yeah. And every, and every religion respects him. So he must have been a, a lot deeper than we, than we can even imagine.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, he took a shepherd boy, so I'm a shoe shine boy. God always seems in my life, He always seems to pick uh, the losers the to, to use. Yeah. But
1: well, I'm going to say this to you. Uh, just the only place I'm going to disagree with you. Yep. And not disagreeing because I don't believe you. I wasn't a loser. I was placed in a losing position. Good call. And I, and, I, and I proved to you that I wasn't a loser. Yeah. I was called black. I'll use the word big end nigga. I was called everything. I never got on. I just kept on working. what I had to do. When they put me in prison, like they put uh, John the Baptist and everybody, you know, I still kept fighting. I kept still fighting because God said it's better to be in the middle of the sea with a millstone around your neck yes. than messing with one of my little ones. Yeah. So I'm one of his little ones, and I'm proud to be his little one. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do,
0: yeah.
1: I've been I've been wealthy four times, and they text people with no education. They come to me like I got a Harvard uh degree. Yeah. And took everything I had full time. What grade did you get? 7th grade. 7th. But I, n- I never seen a tax I never feel like one in my life. I see them now. Somebody else felt But it took me like I didn't get first class rights. Why, why should I have first class obligation? when I've been done wrong? If anybody be old, it should be me. There's one thing I like what Bill Clinton said. President Clinton said, we owe the Af- Af- African American the black man Apology for being ignorant. When you go to the blood bank, you don't ask for white, black blood, you ask for the type. If old type come from you or him or, or me or anybody, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Not angry, I feel sorry for Because I haven't done nothing. But I live by Psalms 37. Fret not yourself because he will do us, because they with them like the grass in the noonday. And I don't worry about it. And I keep on going. Right now, I have the biggest publishing of any individual in the world. We got $30 million from mom because uh, they want to use my publishing. Right. For the teacher's pension fund. I didn't mind that because I have an education. They come back, took it all, and charged me tax on what I didn't get or what they already took. Look, the world has got to do some repaying. The world has got to do some repaying. And if they don't, they're going to be in trouble. How do, you, how do you deal with the forgiveness? You have
0: been screwed over so bad by yes, so sir. many people. Yes, sir. How do you deal with the forgiveness? The for- forgiveness for so many people is a word, but to really do it is tough. God's vengeance is mine.
1: Okay. You know what I live by? Psalm 37. Mm. Believe me, if I'm gone, like the mule one time, you know, the, uh, the ox, he was a And there uh, was a racehorse working beside him. And all of a sudden, they came to castrate the bull. They made him an ox. And eventually they decided they would take him and slaughter him and use ox tail, which I love that much. They oh. said, ha ha ha. Say <laughs> so what? So you're going to the gallows to be executed. He said, so does Christ. But remember something I might be executed, but my hide will be channelized to your backside the rest of your life. <laughs> so that's what James <laughs> Brown is, okay?
0: Okay. Um, I want to read another quote here. Sometimes you struggle so hard to feed your family one way, you forget to feed them the other way, with spiritual nourishment. Everybody needs that. That's right. Have, have any of your children, Mr. Brown, made any
1: decision to follow any, any particular spiritual path at all? Kids don't follow too much now. Yeah. I do everything I can, but at one thing what would like to say? Thank God tonight for this meeting. Thank God for this involvement. Thank God for the test- me being able to testify mm. and tell my sides to the people who know where I came from. Mm. I've never, I feel like Will Rogers, Father. I've never seen a person I didn't love. I see some people I don't like because they don't follow the ways of you. But thank God for this time. Thank God for what you've done. I love my country. I love my fellow man. I love everybody's country because the world is a place that you send me, Father. And wherever I go, it's your place. You made me home everywhere i went. Thank you for this time. And I just hope that these gentlemen will continue on what they're doing and follow the beliefs that we talk about. In the name of the Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you, sir. I do appreciate it. Whoa, I
1: feel good. I knew that I would not I feel good.
0: A tremendous time with Mr. James Brown, soul brother number one, the hottest working man in show business, Mr. Dino Might, the minister of the new super heavy funk, the godfather soul, Mr. James Brown, on the Drew Marshall Show. We'll be right back.
1: spine I feel nice I sugar and spine